Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our text for this morning is recorded in Psalm 22. and We begin with verse 14. I am poured out like water. All of my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It has melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue clings to my jaws. They have brought me to the dust of the earth, for dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us through your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Very seated. The person who wrote, a dog's bark is worse than its bite, was never mauled by a pair of Dobermans. They have never watched a pack of wild dogs encircle their prey. The dog's strength is in their numbers. They will run if the danger gets too great, but they will always come back. They are always ready to attack. They will wear down their prey until they find a weak spot. Then they will rush in for the kill. They will devour them. They will bite. They will strike. They will consume them until there is nothing left. Once they've had their fill, they will lie down. They will gloat. And they'll bark at the moon. There is no remorse. There's not one ounce of compassion. Not even an honorable burial. What's it like to be attacked by dogs? Jesus tells us in Psalm 22. We then consider this theme. Surrounded and circled by dogs. First we hear their bark. The gospel writers record only four words in the last three hours of the crucifixion. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I thirst. It is finished. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Psalm 22 provides us an introspective look, a recording, so to speak, of the mind of Christ as he was surrounded by a pack of wild dogs that were crucifying him. Nothing in all the New Testament gives us such insight, such a vision into the fatigue, the anguish, and pain that Christ suffered for each and every one of us. Contemplate just for a moment. Close your eyes and contemplate these words. Dogs have surrounded me. A band of evil men have encircled me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all of my bones. People stare and they gloat over me. They divide my garments among them and they cast lots for my clothing. With howling delight, the enemies of Jesus saw him there on the cross, powerless. The very one who had stymied 
every one of their clever attacks. The one who passed through a hostile crowd was now pinned to the very cross. They sat there and stared. They gloated. They howled and barked at the moon like wild dogs. This pack gave him no rest. In Gethsemane, they surrounded their prey with all the viciousness of wild dogs. They were ready to run with their tail between their legs the moment Jesus knocked them flat in the garden. But they did not run away. They came back. They dragged their victim, first before Annas, then Caiaphas, then Pilate, then Herod, and back to Pilate again. All the while, they nipped at his feet like little dogs that only had the courage to attack when his face was turned. As the Lord carried his cross to Golgotha, they howled with total and utter delight. Their barking continued from nine in the morning to three o'clock in the afternoon. Have you ever tried to shrug off the gloats of a team that was wiping you on the floor? Have you ever tried to ignore the mockery and the insults of those that you know are just looking for your demise? Contrary to the old saying, sticks and stones, they break my bones. To be honest, it's often the words. It's those words that hurt us the most, that cut us the most deeply. So it was for Jesus as he was on the cross, enduring the insults and the mockery. To make their victory complete, the soldiers stripped him of his clothes so he was naked. No loincloth there at all. Stripped in front of everyone and all of them gloating, barking at the moon. But these dogs' bite was actually worse than their bark. For our Lord says, they have pierced my hands and my feet. Jesus continues, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. Stretched out on the cross, he felt his bones being pulled out of joint. He felt his strength escaping from him as he was there in this contorted position. He was slowly being asphyxiated to death. After the dogs had torn into him, devoured him, and beaten him down, they lied around his corpse with their bellies full, content and happy that they had won the day. Jesus goes on. My heart is turned to wax. It has melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. No wonder he said, I thirst. He was wrestling with death itself. There he had endured the very brunt of all the punishment that we each rightly, observed, each rightly deserved. He suffered the very pains of hell for us, total, totally, to be totally ignored by God himself. That was the pain he suffered on the cross. Now realize who those dogs really are. Look in the mirror of God's law and see the true nature of those vile beasts. See the teeth of sin that tore into his flesh. By our sinfulness, we were all part of that pack that surrounded him. It was our filthy, 
thoughts, words, and actions that tore into his very flesh. By our filthy thoughts and actions, we nipped at his heels as he bore the cross all the way to Calvary. We did not stoop to bow down to comfort him. We did not stoop to dry his face. No, we just bit ever deeper and deeper into his flesh. Realize then that with each one of our sins, we only added to his suffering. How then, brothers and sisters, as we are about to approach Lent, can we continue to crucify the Lord anew with unholy living? How can we continue to make him bleed with our counterfeit Christianity? May we each then repent of our sins and strive to do better, as the prophet Isaiah tells us, for he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Yet in spite of all of our sins, the Father turns to each one of us here today in love. He tells us to raise up our heads and look and see what the Savior has done for us. For in the midst of utter destruction, he is making all things new again. His cross is the one true sign of love, a complete paradox in this world. And yet it is the one true sign of love in this world. For it is a snapshot of our Savior as he jumped on the landmine of sin, death, and hell for each and every one of us. Thus, as St. Paul states, for the word of the cross is indeed folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For this reason, we don't have to live like those wild dogs anymore, ripping and tearing each other apart. In Jesus, we have found new purpose in our life, and we have found hope beyond the grave, because in him we know that there's more to life than just this. There is indeed hope, hope like you can't even begin to imagine it, as we are about to begin this Wednesday, the holy season of Lent. May we each, brothers and sisters, recommit ourselves to the crucified Christ with St. Paul. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. Mirais. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. And let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you hate nothing that you have made, and you forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create, and make in us new and contrite hearts that we, worthily lamenting of our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of you, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen.
our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you all.